start using cutting-edge warp speed 5G technology with your cell phone. Let me tell you about my friends at MobileMobile.io. They have an ultra-fast 4G LTE and 5G network that covers 99% of Americans. So they've got you covered everywhere. Think about it for a moment. You have the opportunity to take a test drive for 10 days with unlimited talk, text, and premium data. What is premium data? Premium data is an allotment of a cellular data that you receive from a higher priority on the network. You won't get throttled like you will with some of those, well, non-brand service providers. To find out more information, all you have to do is go to mobilemobile.io. That's mobilemobile.io to start your 10-day free trial. Welcome to Safety FM, where we talk about safety that's truly inspired by you. Hello and welcome to Safety FM. My name is Jay Allen. Today we're going to have a discussion about safety management systems and how they should apply to your workplace. I guess the first and most important question you should ask is, number one, do you have a safety management system? Number two, do you have process and procedures lead and guide towards standards of safety? If there is not currently a safety management system in place, or SMS, as said among the industry, then we need to sit here and talk about your policies and procedures. Do you have a policy or a procedure that focuses on the safety throughout your company? If you can answer no to either or question, then we might need to talk about something else. But we said that we were going to talk about safety management systems, so we'll focus on that for now and then proceed from there. The first question that you might need to ask is, what exactly is a safety management system? By definition, it is a systematic approach to managing safety, including the necessary organizational structures, accountability, policies, and procedures. So next, the question might come up of, what is the purpose of a safety management system? A safety management system provides a systematic way to identify hazards and controls, risk while maintaining assurance that these kind of controls are effective. So understanding those two things right out of the bat, meaning what is the definition and what is the purpose? So by definition, if a systematic approach to managing safety includes your structure and your accountability and your policies and procedures, that would mean that you have to have policies and procedures related to safety in place first before you can establish a safety management system. So let's just use hypothetically that you do have policies and procedures already in place. Now we're starting to talk about how will this play a factor towards your company or your organization. This is what we'll focus on throughout the podcast. So let me give a quick overview of what are the elements that are normally maintained inside of a safety management system. They normally consist of six. First, a safety plan. Two, policies, procedures, and processes. Three, training and introduction. Four, monitoring. Five, supervision. And then of course, lastly, reporting. Keep in mind that it's always the reporting portion plays a big factor because if you are not reporting or actually keeping track of the things that you're doing, you're kind of bringing no value to that particular system. So now that I've given you the six basics of the safety management system, 
let's break it down step by step. A safety plan is a written document that describes the process for identifying the physical and health hazards that could harm workers, procedures to prevent accidents, and steps to take when accidents occur. Many organizations compile their activities by a specific safety plan into a single safety manual, also known as the safety management system. So now we're talking about taking a whole array of documents that have already been developed by your organization or team and compile them into a manual slash binder of general information when it comes to a potential hazard that could occur inside of the workplace. Let's just kind of move forward a little bit. The next portion would be policies, procedures, and processes. This is sometimes where some of the biggest confusion occurs inside of a safety management system. The difference between a policy and a procedure, so let me give you the definitions exactly. A process defines the big picture and the highlights of the main elements of your business. A procedure captures those elements and adds more information for functionality and responsibilities, objectives, and methods of depth. So don't confuse those two particular things. And that tends to happen quite a bit when you're looking into a safety management system. You normally will have a policy, you will have a process, and you'll have a procedure, but somebody will normally combine all three together. So if you name the section the three Ps and kind of break it down into that mental model as you're moving forward, it might be a little bit easier as you're trying to develop the program. If that's not what you want to do and you want to break it up to process specific, procedure specific and policy specific, you can do that also, but you have to have very well defined lines inside of the safety management system that describes exactly what's going on. If you are to have an auditor to come by and audit your safety management system process, that will need to be described at the time. Keep in mind that a lot of this is somebody being able to grab a hold of this binder, the safety management system, and be able to read everything that's inside of there and truly understand your organization's information that's related to safety, to your process, to your procedures, to your policy. I'm going to go off onto a sidebar here for just a quick moment. But keep in mind that when you're doing the policies and procedures, that this is where you want to try to avoid being the actual person who they take a look at and they go, okay, this is now a rules and regulations type of person and they're trying to fight you off all the time when you're coming in and trying to bring in information. Yes, you're going to adapt to rules, policies, procedures and regulations, but at the same time, it's the way that you enforce them. If you enforce them with hammer down approach, when you're coming in and laying out all the, lo the laws of the land and you say, this is the only way that we can do it, and this is the way that it must be done, you're probably going to run into an issue as you're developing that program. Now, if that's your approach, you're entitled to have that a particular approach. But if you want to have in the buy-in from your employees, team members, upper management, or leadership staff, you need to look at how you're going to approach it. I'm not saying take the standpoint of, oh, every time that somebody disagrees with something, to go ahead and move forward and be like, okay, that's perfectly fine. That's not the case. What I'm talking about here is laying out a policy procedure 
and process that you have assistance from your team members, that it's easy to understand, and it's one of those items that you are able to move forward, and it's actually something that works with inside of your organization. Just because you write something down on a piece of paper, just because you actually have a mental model of something, does not necessarily mean that it's going to work, or it's something that will actually be worthwhile inside of the organization or company that you work for. The main reason why I talk so much about policies, processes, and procedures is because the next portion that plays into a factor is the training and the induction. So if the policy procedures and processes are not built on a very good foundation, you're going to have a hard time doing the training and the introduction to these items. So what exactly are training and induction? Training provided to new employees by the employer in order to assist in adjustment to their new job task and to help them become familiar with the new work environment and the people working around them. This is the type of training that will outline the basic overview of the business, or in this case, the safety management system and its services, as well as the new employee's role and environment, or the new development of process that has been established within the company. If you don't give very good information when you're doing the introduction of the safety management system, your team members and your employees or your upper management staff or your leadership staff will not understand exactly what needs to be accomplished within the safety management systems process, procedures, and policies. This is where it needs to be outlined, very detailed on what's occurring. Keep in mind that when you're establishing a safety management system, this is not a overnight process. You're not going to write this on one day and have it implemented on the next. If you go in with that mindset, this is not going to work for you. You need to go in understanding that you need time to be able to adjust and make this work. So as you build this, build this with a team of employees that understand what they're doing in a field operation, what they understand what they're doing inside of an office environment, a warehouse environment, just depending on how your structure of your company is set up. You want to have people who are knowledgeable involved inside of this process, procedures, and policies. This will simplify the induction and training process. So monitoring, that's the next step inside of this whole safety management system. Monitoring is the key factor here. So you need to observe and check the progress or quality of the safety man management system over a period of time and keep it under systematic review. So this means that you constantly need to be looking over what's taking place. When I say you, am I talking about you in particular? No, I'm talking about your management staff. I'm talking about your leadership staff. I'm talking about your employees, your team members. If they have the buy-in within the system, they will have peer-to-peer -peer accountability. And that's the best accountability that you can actually have. What takes place is if they notice that something's not going correctly, where they actually will point out and say, hey, this is not being done right and you need to correct it. And it's not, hey, I'm trying to get you in trouble scenario. It's one of those things where you want to point them out or you have your employee pointed out to another employee because they're trying to get, avoid them getting in trouble by management, leadership, so on. The whole goal is to make sure that we're putting these things in place for no one to be injured, for no one to be harmed. That's the whole factor. Also, the other thing is you don't want to stop production if you're working in a production line. Remember, if we stop producing, we're not generating revenue. Is that the sole purpose of everything? Absolutely not. But keep in mind that when you're talking to your 
leadership staff and your management staff, that's going to play a huge factor into this conversation. They want to understand what is their return on investment for the safety management system. So if you think about it for a moment, I actually gave you a little bit of monitoring and a little bit of supervision, which is tied into the whole thing too. The supervision of the whole program needs to be implemented by the leadership. So you need to have established meetings on what you're going to do. So you're going to know that, hey, once a month, once a quarter, once a week, I'm going to be reviewing the process. As you're doing that, keep in mind that those revisions need to be written down. And then you're doing under the supervising aspect, those revisions will come about and then you can do rewrites as needed. I will tell you, do not change it every single time you think something's wrong. You need to have something revised based on a schedule on how you're going to do it. So let's just use a hypothetical here that this particular document that you wrote for the safety management system is 90 pages long. And then you notice, hey, about five pages of what I did does not make sense. So we're going to go back in and change it. You change the information, you make it new. Now it's all of a sudden 92 pages total. And then you realize that you had some other pages inside of the original 85 that were remaining that don't make sense either. And you need to change those up. So if you're doing that consistently, all of a sudden now you're constantly changing that safety management system. Keep in mind that the safety management system is a guide. When we talk about safety management systems, they're guides. They're not, this is the end all. Remember, we're still talking about human performance because that is the huge factor into the whole thing, but safety management still assists within the process. So the reporting factor. The reporting factor will tie into the rewrite process. And the reason that I say this is because the reporting will allow you to know what exactly the errors might be. We'll let you know on if there's flaws within the safety management system. The reports will also dictate to you on where you might have potential issues that need to be addressed. The safety management system is there to assist you in building a better organization. The reason why the focus on the safety management system is there is because in the long run, if you have someone who comes in and you hand them this binder as they're starting off as a new employee, as they're starting off as something that you're implementing, it is easier for some people to be able to read the information, to understand the information. Not every single person is going to read that binder, but they will have something there that they can actually go back as a resource to and take a look at and say, okay, this could be a potential issue. This could be something that we can address, or this is something that will fix this problem based on what this document says or this binder. Keep in mind that workflow changes organizations change. So as they change going forward, you need to look into these things and say, Hey, if this changes, we need to update the binder. The way that it's been described to me or the best way that it's been described to me, I should probably say is it's kind of like a living document. It is constantly changing. Keep in mind that this is going to be a process to have this established within your organization. And the reason why it's a process is because you have to have a lot of buy-in within the company. Keep in mind that if you actually build this thing and you start establishing it, but you don't have your upper management or upper leadership buy-in in the process, it's never going to work. But if you establish it from the standpoint where it's understandable, you have buy-in from your management team, your leadership team, and they see the return on investment because you're now tracking 
report you're monitoring the process and they can see a value, they will turn around and listen a little bit more on what's going on. At any point that you're talking to someone who is in an operations position and you do not describe revenue, you do not describe on what the return on an investment is, they are not going to probably want to have you sit at the table to give an explanation on what you're trying to accomplish. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, most operation people want to hear what is the return on investment on what they're actually implementing, what they're actually being charged for. Keep in mind that as a safety person or as a safety professional, you are selling something that's intangible. So what ends up taking place is you're selling an idea, you're selling a thought, but you have to be able to track what's going on. So if you start off in a new company and you have something new that you want to establish, you need to take a look at what they were tracking previously and you do a comparison to what you had. But that's a whole other separate conversation. But this is the thing that the safety management system will assist you in doing as you're building it out. Now, I understand there will be still tons of questions when it comes to the safety management system piece. This is kind of just a quick overview on what a safety management system consists of. Keep in mind that you can be inside of a company and have a safety management system, and it could be 50 pages. You can be inside of another company and have a safety management system, and it'd be 600 pages. It really depends on the size of the company and the amount of work that's done inside of the company and the different roles, the different positions. Don't play a big factor on how many pages it is that's efficient with side of the work of what you currently do. Now, if you do have any questions about safety management systems, don't hesitate to contact us, of course, at safetyfm.com, on Twitter at safetyfm, or on Facebook at safetyfm. We're here to answer any questions that we can for you. We're going to try to make this thing a little bit more interactive going forward. Um, we've been having some conversations of maybe trying to do a live chats here where you might be able to do a chat and send in some questions there, or we might even be able to Skype in some of the people that are listening if they're interested in calling in and doing some questions, and we might be able to do that from a live format. And that that's something a little bit later down the line. Just really depends on how people are interested in doing this. But at the end of the day, keep in mind, the whole goal is to make sure that your organization is compliant within industry standards. You're actually making sure that your employees slash team is making it home. And then the other portion is that, of course, people are safe and no one's actually truly injured. Not saying that safety management systems are foolproof, but at the end of the day, it gives you a lot of structure and a lot of guidelines on what needs to be done. With that being said, I really don't have much more for you today. Hopefully you did enjoy this podcast today. If you did, please come by, like I said, to our different websites. We have safetyfm.com. You can actually come and visit us at, at Facebook at safetyfm or on Twitter at safetyfm. Got some good news um, that did occur this week. We have actually been picked up now by iHeartRadio, so we're available on iHeartRadio on their podcasting section. And of course, we're still available on whatever podcasting service you normally listen to us on. Now, if you are interested in continuing on making sure that you get the newest episode of Safety FM, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button on whatever system you're using, and they'll actually get you the new episodes as they do pop out. Additionally, if you want to know any more information about Safety FM, like I said, go to safetyfm.com, and it'll cover a whole gamut of different information that we do have available. For now, I've been your safety manager and host, Jay Allen, and until next time, be safe. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. 
Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available, as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. So do you feel like you're missing out on what everyone is starting to do now, that live streaming thing, and you don't know where to start or what to do? I have the resource and the information to provide to you in regards on how you can stream onto 40 social media platforms all at one time. Yes, that's 44-0 social media platforms all at one time. All you'll need to do is go to safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's O-N-E. So just in case. And you'll be able to start live streaming just like you're hearing people starting to do right now up to 40 social media platforms.